Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you. As always, Thomas, how's it going? Uh, I think it's going pretty good. You know, if you could do something about the weather outside. Yeah. You know, the uh, last week we were up in the almost 80s. The sun was out. I skipped a class. Sorry, Mom. But, um, yeah, to play spike ball, an epic game of spike ball. And then someone was like, we got our free trial of spring, and now we're back to yeah. back to winter. So. Okay, I'm going to save my weather rant for another day. Okay. But the gist of it is everybody always acts like their weather is the craziest. Oh, there's no when way it can get any worse than North Carolina. Everywhere, apparently everywhere, the weather is crazy, no, right? No, 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 no. Like Florida, North Carolina, no. California, New England, all those people act like the weather is just crazy. So my conclusion is that maybe weather is just crazy. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, we don't have a whole lot to talk about this week. We're taping this before uh, the Syracuse game on Wednesday night. Uh, NC State beat Pitt. Uh, 79-76, and I'll tell you what, I didn't realize that Pitt hasn't beaten NC State at home since they joined the ACC, and Pitt's only beaten NC State once. Yeah, I mean, I was at that, I think that first game, right when Pitt joined the conference, and I thought they played a good game then, Uh, but no luck since the pack, you know, always teams have teams' numbers in the ACC, I think State definitely has Pitt's numbers somehow, and then Wake and Boston College have State's numbers, so. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You're right about that. Teams all, you're no matter how good or bad you are, right. there's always somebody that you can beat and there's somebody that can beat you. That's it's right. Just, that's the way it works. NC State has Duke's number. Right. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a good game from NC State. I thought they played well. Um, it was a close game, but I, f- I don't know how you felt. I felt like NC State was in control the whole game. And I thought the score was maybe a little closer than it should have been. Right. But Pitt hit some – there was some weird stuff that happened that oh, yeah. allowed Pitt – like, they banked in a three, like, the first possession of the game. They had a guy who had hit one three all year. He hit, he went two for three. Yeah. And then they had two two times a guy went one on three in transition, which is a huge no-no. Yeah, and, and got a somehow, basket. Somehow probably an and one. Also, I think State probably yeah. gives up the most and ones in the in the conference. But, yeah, I, State was in control, you know, especially right there beginning of second half, just excellent basketball. Up 14, then all of a sudden, what, like five minutes later, you're yeah. down four. Um I don't think State was down four. Oh, I it think was. It at least got tied. I thought maybe yeah. State, maybe some point no, State was down. We could check, but Pitt took yeah. the lead. Pitt took the lead with a three, and then State went right back down and took it back, and that was that. Okay. If I remember correctly, maybe but it felt like State was down four. I think they gave yeah. up. They probably maybe. gave up. I think Pitt was on like a eighteen to two run there for a minute or something crazy. So. I, yeah, it was it was a big run. But State definitely able to bounce back. I mean, I, I don't think I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah, I knew they were going to hang in there, but all of a sudden, okay. We blew this big lead. Well, now let's take it back. And uh, they got back up by four, five, six points there at the end of the game, yeah. able to hang on. So definitely like what you saw there on the road after losing, I guess, three in a row. Definitely couldn't afford to lose that one. Yeah, last week I had State going one and one, right? And and I thought the Pitt game was more likely for State to lose. You have a desperate Pitt team, right? They lost five, six in a row. Um, and they're at home. Young teams play much better at home, much better. Yeah. And – um. So I thought it was a good win for NC State. Um, it's not going to really show up as a good win. Right. But it's like if you watch that game, you know, okay, Pitt played well in that game. Like it wasn't an NCAA tournament team, but that's a team that can cause you issues, and they did cause issues. 
And so anytime you can win a game like that on the road, you'll take it. So uh, good for State to get back on track. Where do you think – I mean, how much do you think this changes things in terms of the ACC landscape and the tournament since we last talked? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought State had to win that game. I said they were going to win that one and this next one. I think this next one's all the more important. You know, Syracuse is a team in front who – in the standings who seems far – you know, far ahead there uh, – a solid eight and three. So State's five and six below eight hundred. Syracuse well above five hundred. Uh, but you still feel like you can maybe catch them if you win the tiebreaker. So you've yeah. got them in front of you. You've got Florida State who you haven't played in front of you, and you hold the tiebreaker over Clemson. So you can still, I mean, you can still plausibly see somehow if you win out five, uh, six seed, more like a seven eight. But uh, I think they're in the right direction of right there around six or seven. Yeah. In my opinion. I look at the teams that are ahead of State. You have Duke, Virginia. And Chapel Hill, Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Clemson, in that order. I think Clemson, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse are all within range. Right. Now, State won't catch all those teams. Right. Like, they would have to – they're uh, a game and a half behind Florida State, plus you have to go on the road there. So that's going to be a tough one. But other than that, I could see State – best case scenario, I could see State catching Clemson, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse. Because Virginia Tech is without Justin Robinson. Don't forget that. Um, and they still, I believe, still have to play UVA and Duke, um, and they just don't look good without Justin Robinson. Even And their only win was over State, obviously. Um, and then Syracuse, like you mentioned, State, if State can win the tiebreaker there, right. you're two games back with six to go, which is running out of time, but I believe Syracuse still has a couple. Yeah, State obviously with that front, in my opinion, front-loaded schedule, um, definitely lucked out. You know, all you got Duke, you have Duke left and everything else we said was obviously um, extremely winnable. Florida State's a tough game, yeah. but obviously winnable. Um, other teams like Syracuse still have Louisville, Duke, Chapel Hill, and Virginia all to play, so it's just so, the way it shakes out. You never know until right there at the beginning of March. So if State beats Syracuse on Wednesday night, you could easily see State jumping them. Right. When they still have to play the top four teams in the conference. Right. Um, so I guess the win gives you some hope. Uh, it definitely if, – if all it did was – it definitely obviously puts you in the right direction. You want to win. Yeah. But it really solidified those teams right there fighting for 7 through 10, maybe even catching 5, 6. You know, State is at 5 and 6, and the next team in the standings is Notre Dame at 3 and 8. And so you hold a tiebreaker over them. Well, so plausibly, you're, you're not going to fall any further, like, seed-wise. Yeah, but you still right. want to go. I think State's in, at a good pace with the games they have left to finish six or seven, yeah. in my opinion. I think State will jump. Obviously, Clemson right now has played one less game, and State holds the tiebreaker. So Without – all right, can we pull up the schedule for Clemson here? Yeah. Because State has the tiebreaker there. So they've got uh, Miami, Louisville, Florida State. Ooh, that's tough. Miami, Louisville, Florida State, Boston College, Pittsburgh, Chapel Hill, Notre Dame, Syracuse. They got a lot of 50-50 games in there. Yeah. Uh, home against Florida State, at Pittsburgh, and home against Syracuse. Those are three games I could see going either way. Right. Plus you have game against Chapel Hill, at Notre Dame, uh, at Miami. I mean, those are a couple tough road games. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It's too early, I guess, six, seven games left. It's too early to sit here and say, oh, oh yeah. State's going to catch this team. But those four teams we just named are all catchable. So, yeah. State's sitting in ninth, and plausibly they could get to fifth. I agree. It would take, it would take a lot. Probably would winning every game besides the Duke game. 
Yeah. Um, but if you can beat Syracuse and Florida State and hope they pick up a few losses, like you're not that far behind where it's where it's not doable. So right. fifth, you know, I think that's definitely the farthest they can go. Louisville's obviously still playing well, and yeah, everyone else see. is way out of reach. So who? Uh, just for kicks and giggles, who does Louisville play? They've already played Carolina twice. Uh, they still have Duke. Duke and Virginia twice. And Virginia twice. So. All right. Know. So. You can see them dropping those three, but still they'd only have they'd have to lose six conference losses. They'd still have to lose another one or two. Yeah, and state would have to win out. So it'd be close, you know. All Losing that game at Louisville really yeah. hurts you there. If you win that game, then state yeah state would have a real shot at fourth. Well, all you can do now is like obviously you don't want to look behind the loss at Wake Forest bad and the loss at Louisville. You know you wanted to win that one. Um, I thought it was an unwinnable game and the effort they put in. Uh, they played some great basketball but still didn't win. So all you can do now is look forward and say, what can we do to help our position that's obviously win out and just see where the, the cards yeah. fall come March. So. Well, you don't have to win out. But right, but – Play you, well. Yeah. Win. I mean, winning out's obviously a possibility. Somehow be Duke on Saturday, but yeah, we'll see. So anyway, gist of it is State can set itself up well right. to win a, a game or two in the NCAA tournament or ACC tournament. I, I would say this. If State – if the five seed is in range, which we we agree that it is, right? You have to line yourself up as the six, seven, well, or the five seed, five, six, seven, eight. With who out of those top four teams do you want to play? We yeah. agree that the top four. Well, I mean, Louisville and Syracuse are technically tied. I still think it's gonna be Duke, Virginia, Carolina, and at Louisville. the top. Louisville so, will probably win a tiebreaker there for fourth, in my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Duke, Virginia, Chapel Hill. We talked about this last week. You'd rather play Virginia. Right. So best case scenario would be what? You end up with the six seed and Virginia's the three seed. Right. I Virginia, Duke has the head-to-head over Virginia. They still have to play Chapel Hill. If Duke splits with Chapel Hill, they pretty much wrap up the, divi- wrap yeah. up the conference, Agreed. barring a, an upset along the way. By so, NC State? <laughs> that, would be, that would be an ideal scenario, but – so that would leave Virginia and Chapel Hill for second and third. And I would – my guess would be Virginia finishes second, but who yeah. knows. So long way away. But e- either way, the win over Pitt allows you to look at these scenarios, yeah. right? Without the win over Pitt, you're like, all right. You're staring sh- nine or ten right, in the are, face. Are we sure we're not going to play on Tuesday? Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, a good win over Pitt. And it allows you to look at that. I think it solidifies state standing in the NCAA tournament as well because yeah. it would have been a bad loss on paper. Yes. So yeah, I think it went down to somehow a quadrant two win because it was on the road. Um, and Pitt's uh, whatever they use for that now, Ken Palm or whatever it's called, net yeah. score, isn't actually all that awful. Their uh, ACC conference record's not good. But yeah. I think they're a solid – they're a decent basketball team. I mean, so. they're young, Yeah. right? They're a young team, so. and they've got some players, but they're – State is – we can talk about this real fast. The Quadrant 1 wins obviously aren't good. You have one over Auburn, which every day is looking worse, but still at the time it was a decent win. Well, you've lost the rest because those teams were all really good. You know, Virginia, Duke, Carolina twice, Louisville. So, And then they've, uh, they're undefeated in Quadrants 2, 3, and 4 besides the loss to Wake Forest. That went in Quadrant 3. So, yeah. You can see they're taking care of business where they need to, but I still think they need – well, they've blown almost every chance to pick up a signature win. Uh, well, somehow in Durham – you have Durham – on Saturday Duke. at Duke, and then and Florida, Florida State, State, and that's it. So, but uh, I mean, you ne- then you have the ACC tournament, 
Well, couldn't theoretically Clemson slide into a quadrant one? How high? I don't know. We don't have the yeah. rankings. I don't know if they can change through the season. I think they no, stay. No, you, you should. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But I think. I so you still got the ACC tournament to pick up. I think they what they're really lacking is a nice, like, a starring, glaring win. I don't know. However you want to say yeah. it for the committee. At least for, for seeding purposes. I think they're – right now they're in. Like, if the tournament started Solidly. today, they'd be yeah. in uh, 9, 10, 11 seed, which is good. Um but you can pick up some wins along the way, and you can get one solid one against one of those top four teams somehow in the ACC tournament. Then you're moving yourself up to, like, maybe six, six seven. seven, maybe yeah. even a five if, if you can beat uh, Florida State or Duke. I don't know. So it shakes out differently. We'll see. Yeah. Lots of basketball to go. So I'm with you. So Syracuse tomorrow, they run the zone. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It comes down to making shots. Right there um, at the foul line. I think Torin Dorn's going to have to have a big game. Uh, yeah right there in the middle of the zone, and then if you can pass it from the middle to the corner so Beverly sneaks down to the corners, and if he gets lost by any of those uh, long defenders for Syracuse, they'll have to watch out for that. Uh, you go to the corner enough times, then the middle opens up, so you look to Funderburk, more of those lob dunks that they had against Pitt, played a little bit of that zone right. um, on Saturday. It wasn't too successful for that, so you like what you're seeing from State. Uh, it really comes down to the, how well are they going to shoot the ball. They shot the ball extremely well in the second half against Pitt and were able to pull it out. So if you can shoot it well, uh, tomorrow against Syracuse, I like their chances. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And the other thing, the other thing that is going to help State a lot is if they can win the pace. Yeah, pace of play. Virginia's or Syracuse is going to want to slow down. I did not realize how many teams in the ACC slow the ball down so much. And if you look at it, you have State, Duke, and Chapel Hill are like top 30 in the country. Right. In pace, and then you have Virginia, Syracuse. Virginia Tech, who are like the bottom 30 of the country. Right. Um, if not Clemson, the bottom three. Yeah. Well, Clemson, too, is down there. So it's kind of ridiculous, honestly, but it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, if State can speed teams up, specifically Syracuse tomorrow, if State can speed them up and get transition buckets, that will go a long way because right. that's less points you have to score against the zone. Right. And one of the problems that State has had is not scoring off turnovers. I don't know how you feel. Yeah. But I feel like 30% of the time State gets a turnover, they turn it right back over. Right. And um, it just between that and dead ball turnovers, which aren't a bad thing, but they don't allow you to get out and run. State's transition, transition offense has just been non-existent, and that, yeah. that hurts. Yeah, you really – especially I don't think State – they're not as efficient in the half court as you want them to be, which is fine because if you can find ways to make that up somewhere else, then it all works out. But if you're not scoring transition points – uh, you're just trying to score in the half court. It doesn't work out. We saw it against Virginia. I was pretty worried that State was going to be held to some really small amount of points, you know, playing Virginia. I didn't like their chances in the half court. But right there in the second half, they had a few transition points, and it yep. opened up some different things uh, once you got the ball back. So if you can do, you know, not turn the ball over but force turnovers, we say it like it's easy. But that's yeah. really the game plan is to – to turn people over without turning it over yourself, especially right after you. So often, like you said, State will get a steal and turn it right back over seconds later, and that's just demoralizing because then you're not set up on defense. I feel like that leads to an easy three-pointer or layup for the other team. So I think it's going to come down to that and defense tomorrow. Some stat against Syracuse the last time they are in Raleigh. I don't even know who it was. Scored 43 points. John Gillen. You cannot oh. give up 43 points or anything higher than 20 to someone who doesn't already score 20 because – you're just not going to win. He would not miss that night. I know. He Was he like 12 for 13 from three or something right. ridiculous? And they were not open shots either. Right. And, yeah, that was – State's going to have to play some defense, and you hope you hope the rest of the way that 
no one on the opposing team decides to have their their welcome back game against State. That seems every game they play, someone has a welcome back game. But yeah, so and then you got Duke on Saturday. What do you do there? We we were talking about this a little earlier. You know, you don't you obviously don't like your chances at all. Duke's talent just absolutely incredible. They played fantastic basketball Saturday night, and they're actually able to shoot the three ball. That's why they won. If you watched it, they shot the three ball extremely well against Virginia. And then you were like, well, if Duke shoots the three ball like that, they shouldn't lose to anybody the rest of the season. But um, extremely high rate, like 50-something percent. And it's so. weird because the three ball is usually where they're good. Right. right. I know in the, the past, the in the past, yeah. Duke's been one of the best three ball teams in the league, and now they're one of the worst things, like 27% on the season, which yeah. is not good for Duke. But they make it up. They make it up in the paint with R.J. Barrett and Zion um, and others, Trey Young. Uh, sorry, well, Trey Jones. Well, Trey Young, that's a different sport, I think. Yeah. I don't know. but uh, No, he's in the NBA. Ah, uh, that's the same sport. From so that's Oklahoma good. Yeah. last year, yeah. Obviously, I think if you're state, you're, you're going to have to speed them up somehow and get Zion and company into foul trouble. That's the only see, That's the I, only way I can see it possible. I don't think you can speed them up because they play faster than state does. Yeah. But I don't know. I How did Dennis you, Smith beat him? Uh, whatever yeah, it was I, two years I ago? Don't know. I so, haven't figured that one out. So state's game plan is to shoot the ball from half court every possession and yeah. hope it goes in. So I, It's so tough to I think decide. your goal has to be to wear him down. Yeah. That's that's other than just like hoping they miss. Right. That's what you have to do. I don't think Torin is a bad matchup for Zion. Okay. Like nobody's a good matchup right, I was for gonna him. Right, so say Zion's going to move anybody he wants to move in the paint on the offensive side, so you know, you take what you can get there and hope I think you really just have to hope they have an off shooting night. Um which they had a great one Saturday uh in Charlottesville, so maybe a week later it's an awful one. I don't I, know. I I just think you got to stick around. Find a way to stick around. Right. Try not to lose the game at the foul line. Right. We'll see if that happens. That's not really in under state's control. But try to w- – I guess you got to try to win the game from three. Yeah. That's what I would do. Right. Just shoot, 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 shoot. And hope they go in. And hope they go in and hope that theirs don't go in. I mean, state's Duke's – sorry, Duke's players are just so long. I don't like any of state's chances able to drive the ball – I, they had some success earlier this season, obviously in conference play, not nearly the success they've had. Um, so you're trying to drive in on these tall trees that Duke has. Um, obviously, you're not going to get any offensive rebounds, I don't think, against Duke's players. So I like the the shoot the ball plan, but you got to find ways to get open shots. You can't just dribble down the court and wait for the shot clock to run out and jack it up from yeah. from 25 feet. So uh, you've got to still run some sets, try to get the ball inside and then back outside. Uh, that's going to be the only way to do it. Yeah, I, I think you just wear them down, stick around. Maybe Zion or R.J. Barrett gets in foul trouble. Right. And see if you can catch some magic late in the game. We've seen it happen before. It happened two years ago with one of the worst state teams of all time. But, of course, they could go toe-to-toe with Duke with talent, and uh, this one can't. So I don't, I don't think state's necessarily going to get blown out. I mean, I guess a blowout right. for Duke is kind of different than a blowout for everybody else. I, I don't know. I don't – I'd be surprised if State lost by more than 15 or 20. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll keep it around there, the the mid to high teens, you know, but I don't think they'll they'll ever have control of the game. Um, I really passed the first, like, 10 minutes. It probably won't be close, but who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me. I don't know. Yeah. So I, we both have State beating Syracuse and losing to Duke? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um – a little women's basketball. They fell to uh, Florida State 
Um, and you know what's crazy? We ta- we've talked about the injuries, but I didn't realize until I said this out loud, but State has lost more players to torn ACLs than they've lost the games this year. Right. That's crazy. That's incredible. And um, the uh, ESPN came out with their – or I don't know, the NCAA came out with their bra- – like if the, bra- if the season ended today – what the bracket would look like, the right. top four seeds, and State was the number two seed. So um, kudos to Westmore. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen. They've got Syracuse coming up tomorrow night, actually, I yep. believe. At Syracuse and then Monday, the play for K game up yeah. at home against number six Notre Dame. So, and then you still have some t- some more tough teams down there. But, yeah, we'll see what they can do with just a shame, you know, that that – a great basketball team, and they still had an excellent season, still have an excellent season, like nothing to give up on. Um, but sometimes you just wonder, like, what if, you know, yeah. if some of these injuries hadn't happened, you know. But yeah, that's basketball. I so. mean, at this point, you got to look to assure yourself of a top four seed in right. the NCAA. Right. Which obviously, you know, lo- losses to Notre Dame and Louisville aren't going to hurt you there. Um, and then see where you can finish in the ACC. Uh, and then. Obviously, you want to avenge the game, the loss to Chapel Hill. Right. I, is that the last game of the season or second to last? Yeah, third to last. Third to last, okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, tough loss to Florida State. Syracuse, another ranked team tomorrow night. The schedule got tougher, and um, obviously the injuries added up. So, um, they've made the best of a bad situation. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, they've only we have to remember they've only lost two games. Uh, three or four players have missed time, some for the whole season. So, yeah, you can't, you obviously can't do anything about that. So, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? A little shout out to the softball team. They uh, three and two this weekend. They beat Arizona, who I believe was number five in the country. They beat them four to one, uh, and then they lost by one run to Michigan. And also to Florida, I believe. Each each who are in the top 25 and um, uh, obviously quality opponents. So good start there. Yep. Um, and then baseball coming up Friday. this week. I'll tell you what, yeah. I'm pretty excited for baseball season. Yeah, so am I. I love baseball. It's just so much fun to go out. You know, it's in the middle of the day. The best ones are on Wednesdays. Uh, you yeah. may have just gotten out of class or might have skipped. I don't know. Depends yeah. on who you are. So, and the class, sun, the sun is shining, and we've been we've been stuck inside. But to watch state go out, I, great baseball team, a uh, fun atmosphere. If you get a chance, if you hadn't seen a game, go out and watch one. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I expect them to win a lot of games this year. I don't know about you, but yeah, I, I mean, state at this point is a perennial top twenty-five team. Right. Um, they've got some top level, top end talent that they haven't had since Carlos Rodon and Trey Turner were right. here. So uh, we'll see what they can make of it. Um, you know, Will Wilson and Patrick Bailey are both first-round picks. Patrick Bailey might be in the conversation for the number one overall pick right. next year. He's not eligible this year. Um, and they got a lot of depth at the at the back end of the pitching staff in the bullpen. Right. They don't have a ton of guys that they uh, have a ton of trust in, but they have a lot of guys who have a little trust. And right. then throughout the season – you got to build up that trust, and I think that was one of the shortcomings last year. They had similar depth, but then throughout the season, they ended up relying on Kent Kleiman and Nolan Clenny and Joe O'Donnell over and over and over. Right. By the end of the year, those guys are exhausted. You don't trust anybody else, and it's a bad situation. So that's the key this year. A lot of unknowns, 
figure out those unknowns in February and March. Right. And then really ramp it up come April, May. Um, and they'll be a regional team. They'll probably be in the conversation to host for a while. Um, baseball is all about momentum. Right. That's all baseball is. It's, it is never who is the best team. It is who is the best team at the right time. Right. And um, State has not been the best team at the right time the last four years. No. And that is not an indictment on anybody. It's just it's just bad luck, really. Um, and so we'll see if they can do it this year. Uh, I think State will um, win 17, 18 ACC games. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot when you play 30, but in baseball it's a lot. Right. Because if you win 20 conference games, you're a lock to be a top eight seed. Yeah. So I think they really need to use this this month and next month before conference play starts to figure out you have to figure out where you want those pieces before conference play and then yep. if you have to figure out if one of those pieces happens to fall out for injury or illness or forbid those but if that happens you have to figure out how to fix that really fast or where things move around if somehow the bats get uh, cold you know I don't know yeah. non conference play is extremely strategical in my opinion like you're not going to you're not going to make it to the NCAA tournament in non conference play right. or you're not going to you're probably not going to play your way out of it in non-conference play. So use those to the best of your advantage, you know, figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then when conference play comes, you know, great teams, obviously Clemson and Louisville, always good teams, Carolina, good team, somebody else I'm forgetting. Florida but State. Yeah, Florida State. Uh, you know, you've got to be ready when you have to play them. So Yeah. There's a lot of talented, unproven guys. Devontae Brown, uh, Terrell Tatum uh, in the lineup. And then you've got uh, Nick Sweeney, Dalton Feeney, Mike, Michael Beeline. Guys like that who are really David Harrison, really good players. They just haven't done it with consistency. So if State can find a way to get consistency out of them, they got a really high ceiling. Um, they've definitely got the ability to get to Omaha or compete for an ACC championship. But like I said, it's all about who is playing best at the end of the year. Right. And the number one seed never wins in the ACC tournament. They never do. No. And um, that's just that's baseball for you. And the other thing about it is it changes so fast. Last year, for example, Florida State and Louisville ran through the ACC tournament. Both went 3-0. and They met in the championship game. Florida State won uh, a really close game at the end. So you're like, all right, thinking they're headed into regionals. You know, all right, these teams are dangerous. They're right. going to make a run. Boom, they both lost in regionals, like w in three games. Right. So that's how it is. People don't want to hear it, but that's that's how it goes. Um so we'll see. We'll definitely have a lot more to talk about from the baseball aspect of it. There's just not much that we know about because they've only got so few returning players. Um, so once we see the team this weekend, we'll have a lot more to talk about next weekend. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it a little bit on the podcast <coughs> moving forward. Is that it? I know you got yeah, an IM. Yeah, IM game starts tonight. I'll, I'll sit on the bench and watch my buddies put up uh, probably almost 80 points. So good for them. But uh, I might uh, last season, I think, in, in six games, I had six points. So I'm going to go for a little more this season, you know. There you go. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah, that'll do it for me. That'll do it. All right. Good luck to Thomas and his IM game. Uh, thanks for listening. And make sure you check back again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.